0: Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. So happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message about hands being the agents of the soul to the pulpit on February 5th, 1961, Sunday evening service, and the scripture was from John 20th, chapter 25th verse, and that says, The other disciple therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hands into his side, I will not believe. So hands, the agents of the soul. So my dad started off this discussion about a funeral, and he had been recently involved with uh, burying a man in Carroll, Illinois. And it was a man that belonged to the church that he pastored there. So we're talking about sometime in the late 1940s. Now, this man was an immigrant to the country. And he had come from Sweden and was a shoemaker by trade. Now, of course, in the United States, there's really not much need for a person who makes shoes on an individual basis. Most of the shoes made in this country are, you know, even back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Well, the shoes are made in a factory and they turn out thousands of shoes an hour. So since he was a shoemaker by trade, well, he certainly knew how to repair shoes also. Now, in those days, It was more likely for a person who owned a good pair of shoes to go in and to have them resold and to be repaired and to be rehealed and to just basically repair them so they would last for a while longer. And it was cheaper to repair the shoes than it was to buy a new pair. So this man, out of a very small little shop, was able to make a living for his family. He and his family went to the church that my dad pastored there in Cairo. And he had his four kids, and he had two boys and two girls. And they came in, and and they worked hard, and they got their education. And they came back, and and all of them began working in the little shoe shop. And as they were more successful, well, they finally rented a little store in the main part of the town, and they continued to be successful. And this shoe store somehow managed to support the entire family. So to bring this back to hands, the hands of this father, and the shoemaker were so important, but the fine man passed away recently in in the 1960s. And at the funeral, the family had such respect for the life that their husband and father had lived and the way that they had been taught to live and to work and to play by their father. And they also recognized that it was his hands that really were a central part of what allowed them to now have a life and to have this store that they have in the, and to make a living. So my dad was touched by the sight of the four kids, now adults, as they passed the casket, and each one of the four children leaned over and kissed their father's hands. Now, to my dad, that was a very special moment. And think about how he used his hands his entire life how many shoes he must have repaired to give the family the store they had, and the fact that he was able to do the work with his hands to be able to provide for his family in this way, it's just as special now as it was back in the 1940s when you think about it. So now think about our hands. I mean, when we think about what we routinely do, our hands are very seldom idle, either in play or in work. And if a man is playing or is working or is just staying busy, even if you're just in a library turning the pages of a book, the hands are seldom idle when you live your life now. It's also true that when you look at the hands of a man who's truly skilled in doing something, whether it be playing the piano or doing a magic trick or, or being a surgeon or fixing the plumbing or your HVAC system in your house, A skilled person is always wonderful to watch. Now, there's much that can be told about a person by their hands. So let's talk about Jesus' hands. Now, when Jesus was placed on the cross, the soldier that went up and nailed his hands to the cross had the opportunity to look at Jesus' hand. Now, the hand that he saw, well, it was not a soft hand. It was not a hand that he might have expected from a religious leader because, in those days, and in most days, if you're a religious leader, you really are a scholar, and your hands are likely to be softer than a person who uses their hands to work for a living. But Jesus, Jesus's hands were not the soft hands of a religious leader. In those days, Jesus's hands were hands of a man who worked for a living. They were covered in calluses. Now, remember, Jesus worked in a carpenter shop in Nazareth as he grew up. He worked there until he was 30. Jesus didn't leave home until he was 30 years old. That was when he was called by God to begin his time working and bringing the word of the Lord to the people. Until he was 30 years old, he worked with his hands in that carpenter shop to support the family. By the way, that is the answer to any person who despises manual work. They must remember that if our Lord can do manual work until he's 30 years old to support his family, then the people who do that type of work should be honored. And you see the dignity of the labor, and you see the dignity in the hands of our Lord. And at the same time, Jesus' hands were tender. And that tenderness is proven when you take a look at a person who's been in the hospital and has spent time being cared for by the people in the hospital by the doctors and the nurses and the aides and the orderlies in the hospital. Now, they, almost to a person, they will brag on the good care that they have received, and they'll brag on how wonderful the nurses are who are taking care of them and how the tender hands give care and help when help is needed. Tired hands, of course, but tired hands and tender hands. And Jesus, well, his were calloused hands from hard work. But they were kind and tender at the same time. They were hands that loved and cared for those who that looked to the Lord for help. Now, Dad closed this by saying that, and remember, we're in 1961, but he closed the statement, the service with this statement. There are people in the congregation now that really need the tender touch of the Lord's hands. Now, he encouraged those people to go to the Lord. Go to the Lord in quietness. Ask for his help. Don't be in a hurry. You know, wait for the Lord, and he will honor your faith. Thank you for listening to this today. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast and help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. And please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast and share it on social media and let people know that these inspirations are available. And also there's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink, which is a compilation of inspirations based on my dad's work. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40-50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace.